Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful Brandon, Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, this is Pastor Nick with Beit Tehillah Congregation. just want to thank all of you for listening to the weekly podcast. This is the uh, weekly uh, Beit Tehillah Podcast, and what an awesome time we've had sharing the Torah portions all year. And just want to let you know that this is the final Torah portion in the book of Deuteronomy. And once again, I just want to thank all of you uh, for listening. Uh, the praise report is that we've had over 7,000 podcast listens for this Torah cycle. And I want to thank all of you for just spreading the word. Uh, once again, the vision and the goal of this particular broadcast or podcast is going to be promoting the Torah portions on a weekly basis, getting people to read the Torah portions, the Christians, the Jews, getting them to read it, and that way we can all actually be on the same page. So this particular Torah portion, once again, is Vezat Habracha. It is the blessing. It's Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 1, all the way through chapter 34 in verse 12. Once again, Vezat Habracha is the blessing. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 1, through chapter 34 in verse 12. And here we go. What did Moses do before his death? In Deuteronomy 33, verse 1. He blessed the children of Israel. He blessed the children of Israel. Oh, and by the way, just to let you know, this particular uh, Torah portion uh, that we are doing, this last one, is considered the Torah portion for the eighth great day, which will be September the 30th in the evening to October the 1st in the evening. And then we're just going to repeat this whole new Torah cycle uh, in the book of Genesis the following week. So once again, we are finishing this particular uh, uh, Torah portion up uh, in reflection of the eighth great day, and that's the conclusion of the Torah portion for the year. And we once again, we start over again. So just want to remind everyone. Okay, so what came from the Lord's right hand in Deuteronomy 33, verse 2? Oh, it was a fiery law, a fiery law. And what is that law? It's the teachings and instructions, a fiery law. You know, from the Lord's right hand, if you think about the right hand of the Lord, it is Yeshua. He is seated at the right hand of God. You know, with an outstretched arm, I saved you, you know, with a strong right arm. Think about it. The right hand of God, amen. And that's where the blessing comes. Remember Ephraim and Manasseh. Jacob crossed his hands. He took his right hand, placed it over uh, on the head of Ephraim instead of Manasseh. Kind of did the old crisscross blessing there. And uh, that's just something to think about. Now, uh, list in order all the tribes that Moses blessed. Once again, we have... Moses blessing the tribes in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verses 6 through 24. These are the following tribes that are blessed by Moses. We have, of course, Reuben, Judah, Levi, Benjamin, Joseph, Ephraim, Manasseh, Zebulun, Issachar, Gad, Dan, Naphtali, and Asher. Now, as you reflect on this particular listing here, you're going to find something very, very interesting. The tribe of Simeon is left out. Very interesting. The tribe of Simeon is left out. And we know there was somebody among the Simeonites 
that caused sexual immorality at the at the gate or the entrance of the tabernacle. Remember, uh, was thrust through with a spear by Pincus, and so once again the tribe of Simeon was up to their shenanigans. Something was going on there. We don't have time to get into even Reuben, uh, you know, uh, causing a conspiracy with uh, Korah. But once again, some of these tribes got in trouble. Uh, Simeon was one of them. Also, uh, it was Simeon and Levi that killed all the men of Shechem after they were circumcised, hamstrung the animals, the livestock, and uh, took out all the males in the, in, the, in the city of Shechem and brought great fear and dread upon Jacob uh, in regards to the people in the land. But that, of course, got all worked out with the, it was the raping of Dina uh, in their recourse to uh, settle a score. So once again, uh, we have uh, other listings as well. If you want to go back and reflect on the tribes, I find it a fascinating study. We have the uh, birth order of the tribes in Genesis, of course. You'll look that up. Uh, number two, we have Jacob's blessing of the tribes while he's in, of course, Egypt before he passes away. He, he actually gives the blessing and he says, hey, let me tell you what's going to befall you in the last days. So what would that tell us? That there's going to be tribes in the last days. Jacob's blessing. Uh, we go on in the book of Numbers and the giving of offerings from each tribe and the tribal leaders. Uh, once again, these are listings of the tribes. Very fascinating because it's going to play out even today and tomorrow. Uh, of course, now we're looking at uh, Moses' blessing of the 12 tribes, of these particular tribes. Uh, and, of course, we have um, in the book of Revelation, we have the tribes are sealed in Revelation. The, the, the 144,000, 12,000 from each tribe are sealed. And another interesting observation is that the tribe of Dan is left out in that sealing of the tribes. So once again, Simeon's left out in the blessing of Moses, and of course, Dan is not mentioned as being sealed in Revelation. So something to think about. Last but not least, though, this is the good news about the tribe of Dan. He's the first one to receive an inheritance in the book of Ezekiel. When the, the, when the, allot, the lots are drawn and, and given out, the land uh, portion, Dan is mentioned as receiving his inheritance. So praise God for that. Dan is the man. Dan the man. So that's good news. Now, we're going to move on because there's things that we need to look at here. Uh, what was going to be sufficient for the tribe of Judah in Deuteronomy 33, verse 7? Of course, his hands. His hands. His hands. His hands would be sufficient for Judah. Amen. Whatever his hands find to do, he will do. Um, question number five, what tribe was going to teach the children of Israel the law? Which tribe was going to teach the children of Israel the law. It's Levi. Levi is going to do that. And uh, that's important to know because uh, it's, it's very interesting as I look at the prophet Malachi. Uh, here's the responsibility of the priesthood. So uh, we're going to look at Malachi chapter 2 verses 1 through 9 just to show you how important Levi was, the priesthood. This is what it says. And now, O ye priest, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear and if you will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already. Okay. Because you do not lay it to heart. Verse three of Malachi two. Behold, I will corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feasts, and one shall take you away with it. And you shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you that my covenant might be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Once again, that my covenant might be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 5, 
My covenant was with him of life and peace, and I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth, and iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity and did turn many away from iniquity. Wow. Check that out. Turn many away from iniquity. How did he do that? Because he's teaching Torah. What does Torah do? It shows us what sin is. Remember, it shows us what is sin. That's what the Torah does. It shows us what sin is. Uh, Verse 7 of Malachi 2. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Come on, somebody. Are you a messenger for the Lord as you share the Torah, as we publicly read the Scriptures? Are you a messenger, right, of the Lord of hosts? This is what I love about the Torah portions. This is what I love about the podcast more than anything. We are simply messengers of God's Word. We're not here giving our opinions and making just blanket statements. It all encapsulates the Torah portion. So think about that. In verse 8, But you are departed out of the way. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore have I also made you contemptible and base before all the people, according as you have not kept my ways, but have been partial in the law. I rest my case. You know, this is why John the Baptist had to go into the wilderness and preach repentance and do the mikvahs for the people. Why? Because he was the one crying in the wilderness. The priesthood was so corrupt that John the Baptist had to go and preach in the wilderness along the Jordan River. So that's our example right there of Levi not living up to his name, which he, of course, should have. So we're going to move on here. Oh, and by the way, you can find the example of John the Baptist uh, preaching in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. It is incredible. Now, we're going to hit a, a cool blessing here as, as I flip back from Malachi to Deuteronomy. I'm going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 33, verses 13 through 17. And this is the question. Who received the longest blessing out of all the tribes? Think about this. Yosef. Joseph. You know, uh, Yosef is my son's middle name, Nehemiah, Yosef. We actually spelt it on the birth certificate, Y-O-S-E-F. So he has a Hebrew middle name, Yosef. Uh, so he's got the longest blessing. So we're going to read this blessing and, 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 of course, look at Deuteronomy 33, verse 13. Let's check this out. And of Joseph, he said, blessed of the Lord be his land for the precious things of heaven, for the dew and for the deep that coucheth beneath and for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun, and for the precious things put forth by the moon, and for the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills. Verse 16 of Deuteronomy 33. Continuing on in the blessing of Joseph. Joseph, and for the precious things of the earth and fullness thereof, and for the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush. Let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, and upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. Wow. Joseph was separated from his brethren. Do you remember that? It's the story of from the pit to the palace. Yosef. Yosef. Amen. Let me read that again. And for the precious things in verse 16 of the earth and fullness thereof. How about that word fullness? Remember? Until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Then all of Israel shall be saved. 
And for the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush, let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph and upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. Listen, brothers and sisters, we have been separated from our brother Judah for, for since 722 B.C. We've been separated from Judah. And now there's a reunion. There is a reunion happening right now. There is a family reunion going on right now. And the cool thing is we know that Judah's our brother, but he doesn't know. He doesn't recognize us yet, but that's going to pass as well. So let's look at verse 17. His glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns with them. He shall push the people together to the ends of the earth, and they are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. And here are the two sons of Joseph, and of course Ephraim receives what? He receives the birthright. It went all the way from Reuben to Ephraim. Uh, Jacob took Ephraim and Manasseh in his, in his lap, and he adopted them. He says, you shall be to me as Reuben and Simeon. I love it. And we're all adopted of God. But check this out. Remember now, Ephraim means doubly fruitful. So Ephraim is a reflection of people coming out of the nations, dif- different ethnic groups. They're not Jewish. They're the nations, Okay. And so here you have this incredible blessing, and it says that uh, the firstling of his bullock and his horns are like the horns of unicorns, right? And with them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth. So we're over 6,000 miles away from Israel, right? But God is calling us as non-Jews. We are grafted into the olive tree. Ephesians 2, we are now a part of the commonwealth of Israel. You know, it's so easy to reflect on this and to understand this once you really get into the scriptures. So if you're not Jewish, you're a non-Jew. You're, you're the Gentiles. You're the Goyim. You're coming back. He's writing Torah on your minds and your heart, but you're not Jewish. This is all explained in the blessings. It's all explained in the book of Hosea. Even Peter and Paul knew that once you were not a people, but now you're a people. They're reflecting on the book of Hosea. So the book of Hosea is coming alive. There's a great return happening. So I want to encourage you, uh, because this is really, really some good stuff. So once again, uh, what two tribes are included in Joseph's blessing? Oh, it's Ephraim and Manasseh. Ephraim and Manasseh. How about that? They're included in Joseph's blessing. Isn't that the coolest thing? We did the song on Moses in, in Deuteronomy 32, and now we're having the, the blessing of Moses upon these tribes. And time doesn't permit me to get into all of them, but the basic two are, of course, uh, Judah and Joseph. Check it out. Uh, what relationship were these two tribes to Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh? They were his sons. They were his sons. And now we go into another name for Israel or Jacob. Uh, it is Yeshurun. Yeshurun in Deuteronomy 33, 26. What was another name for Israel? Yeshurun. Yeah, that's the upright one. You know, it's interesting when you see Jacob, it's like the fallen state a little bit. Uh, but Israel means prevailing prince, co-ruler with God. Come on, somebody. Prevailing prince, co-ruler with God. But Yeshurun means upright one. This is a symbolic name for Israel describing her ideal character. Boy, this is Israel at its best. And it's found four times. It is found four times. Yeshurun, the upright one. And that's the picture we all need to see of ourselves. You know, when you're going to fail or you're going to fall, do it going forward. Fall forward. Think about it. 
So I'm, I'm checking this out now. How about this? Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 29. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency? And thine enemy shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. Wow, I love this. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency? And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. This is interesting. And thine enemy shall be found liars. You know what's interesting about the two-house teaching of Ephraim and Judah? They accuse us of replacement theology. They're saying that you guys are teaching replacement theology. You are claiming that you are replacing Judah or the Jewish people because of this two-house teaching. And I beg to differ. There is no replacing anybody. We are grafted in. We are coming alongside Judah. Amen. Just like in Romans when Paul says, because of unbelief, they were broken off so that we could be what? We could be grafted in. The two-house teaching is not replacement theology. Do the study for yourself. How do you explain the phenomenon of people getting their Hebrew roots all over the world that aren't Jewish? How do you explain this phenomenon? Is, it, is there a leader? Is there a hierarchy? No. It's happening in Jeremiah. In Hebrews, it talks about, after those days, he'll write Torah on minds and hearts. This is the response that we're having. Amen? So think about that. Thine enemy shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. And that's what happens, you know. He said, she said, accusations. We should make intercession, not accusations. So let's continue on, because this is really good stuff. Did Moses get to see the promised land before he died? Deuteronomy 34, verse 1. The answer is, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, question number 12, in what land did Moses die? In Deuteronomy 34, verse 5, in the land of Moab. He died in the land of Moab. And who was a Moabite, a famous Moabite to come? How about Ruth clinging to Naomi? Your God is my God. Your people are my people. Where you go, I will go. Where you die, I will die. That's a picture of us, amen? Uh, that's really a picture of us, and I just love that. As we love Judah, we love the Jewish people. We love the land of Israel. We're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We've got a horse in this race, folks. We have a horse in this race. And so it's exciting. So uh, question number 13, does anyone know where Moses is buried? No. Deuteronomy 34, verse 6, no. Uh, matter of fact, I was looking at a particular reference a while back ago, and I do believe it's in Jude. And we're going to find it here. This is something to think about. Little bunny, bunny trail here. Uh, I like this in, in Jude one nine. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, "The Lord rebuke thee." Check that out. Jude one nine, right before the book of Revelation. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. The Lord rebuke Satan, the devil. Amen. Uh, Lucifer. So once again, uh, where is the body of Moses? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But we know that during the transfiguration, Moses showed up. 
Did he not? He sure did. So just think about that. How old was Moses when he died? In Deuteronomy 34, verse 7. How old was he when he died? Uh, 120 years of age. 120. Amen. So let's go back and reflect on the age of Moses. Because at 40, he killed an Egyptian and fled Egypt to Midian because he was wanting to save his brother. So he, he saw what had happened. He realized that, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm really a Hebrew. These are my people. And he was the prince of Egypt at one time. Amen. Uh, Pharaoh's daughter raised him up. And so uh, his name is even Egyptian. To be drawn from the water, Moses or Moshe. You know, it's kind of like us. You know, we, we find out that, hey, you know what? I thought I was Roman Catholic or I thought I was Baptist or a Methodist or I thought I was this or I was that. And you find out that you're actually and that you're grafted in. How cool is that? So at 80, uh, he sent to Egypt to face Pharaoh as the deliverer. Once again, Moses at the age of 80 is sent to uh, Egypt to face Pharaoh as the deliverer. Let my people go, a famous saying, let my people go. So at 120 years of age, he, of course, dies. So what an incredible story in regard to his age of being 40 and 80 and 120. Uh, something to think about. And how long did the children of Israel weep for Moses? Deuteronomy 34, verse 8, 30 days. Yep, uh, one lunar cycle, I believe there it is. So how long did the children of Israel weep for Moses? 30 days. And now we're going to get into, of course, Deuteronomy Chapter 34, verse 9. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Here's Moses' successor. He's not a Levite. He's an Ephraimite. Joshua represents the tribe of Ephraim. Who's Ephraim? He's doubly fruitful. What would Ephraim become? A fullness of Gentiles, right? It's right there in the scriptures. Then what's going to happen? Once they come in, then all of Israel shall be saved. What an incredible story. So Judah does not gather Ephraim into the land. Think about this, everyone. It's time for the non-Jews to wake up and be mature and be responsible. That's what it's time for. Okay, Judah is not going to gather Ephraim into the land. Amen. Now God brings Ephraim into the land with him gathering right? So it's the Lord. It's God. He brings Ephraim into the land as he is the gatherer. He will gather. And so that's what we're seeing. And this is what's very, very interesting. I'm going to look at this particular uh, chapter here. Of course, we have, uh, was Moses considered a prophet? Deuteronomy 34, verse 10. Yes. Yes. Let me go ahead and read the last three verses of Deuteronomy chapter 34 in regards to Moses' death. Here we go. And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. In all the signs and the wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land. Verse 12. And in all that mighty hand and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. Amen. Amen. So that concludes the Torah cycle, and we're going to start a brand new Torah cycle next week with Genesis Bereshit. So keep that in mind, and we're going to be, uh, of course, changing it up here at, at Beit Tehillah, the weekly podcast. We're going to not be doing the Torah questionnaire this year. We're going to be actually 
hitting some bullet points and some main points to really uh, promote uh, the Torah portions on a weekly basis. And so hang in there, tell your friends. And, and so I want to conclude this uh, portion uh, of the Torah with a great, uh, actually, we have a saying here. It's Hazak, Hazak, Vanish, Hazik. Be strong, be strong, and may we be strengthened. And that is, of course, what we recite when we finished each book of the Torah. Hazak, Hazak, Vanish, Hazik. Be strong, be strong, and may we be strengthened. So once again, I want to thank all of you for helping us to hit that uh, 7,000 podcast listening mark. And let's see if we can't just do it even some more. And just I love all of you. I appreciate you. And uh, looking forward to this new Torah cycle. Be blessed and look up because your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Amen.